Welcome to the Triage Method Podcast Q&A edition with myself, Gary McGowan, and my co-host, Mr. Patrick Farrell. Um, this week's question is actually one that we made up ourselves, not going to lie, okay? I made this question up. And the reason I made this question up is because it's one that comes up a lot of the time in advertisements, and that is something along the lines of, are you tired, bloated, fatigued? Do you have brain fog? Do you find it difficult to concentrate, concentrate for long periods of time? You might have blank. Basically, that blank there is a placeholder for essentially anything. <laughs> and the reason we're trying to discuss this is because this is one way that you know people will start to begin to promote pseudoscientific interventions. Um, and basically, this is a classic trick of charlatans where you basically set your net broad enough that you can catch the most amount of people with a list of symptoms, and then you give them a single problem. And hence, you also provide them with a solution. So you have a broad net, problems that are likely to be present in, the va in a lot of the, the general population. So I mean, who doesn't feel tired every now and then? Who doesn't struggle to concentrate for long periods of time? You know, these are, these are normal human phenomena. Um, and then you actually say that, okay, this is the problem. So now it's like, oh, thank you. You've actually described for me why I feel that way. And then they sell you the solution. The problem is it, it doesn't work, you know, and that's why we want to have this conversation because um, you could, you could, you could re you could take that word blank and you could fill it with uh, gut dysbiosis. Okay. So you could have gut dysbiosis and then you could cite some vague evidence related to changes in uh, the gut microbiome and the bacterial environment in the gut, you could say that, oh, look, this seems to be changed in this population. And if you actually listen to our previous podcast on causality and establishing causality, you'd note that trying to you know, say that this is a causal thing and that you can actually change it is really, really difficult. You know, So whether it could be your gut health, it could be um, the status of a particular vitamin or mineral in the body. Um, be uh, what else, Patty? Do people typically use in that little blank thing? <laughs> sugar, you, because you've eaten sugar, or it could be 5G or 4G or Wi Fi or <laughs> basically anything essentially, anything in the environment um, that is potentially an exposure that, that a lot of people are going to be exposed to because these are symptoms that everyone's going to be exposed to. This is a very easy way for charlatans to make a lot of money and to explain uh, problems that aren't even problems. And the reason I think this is a problem and something that I want our listeners to be aware of is not just because you're going to waste your money um, because ultimately like that's totally your right and you can spend your money on whatever you want. I don't really care. Um, over-diagnosis and over-medicalization of everyday life, which is something that we've discussed uh, many times before. Because if you start to basically say that all of these different things are problems, you start to medicalize symptoms of everyday life that are going to be like, it's just ev everyone is going to experience that. So if I say that tiredness or feeling fatigue you know, which is ridiculously non-specific. If we say that that is a, a really a, a really prevalent problem, and we need to diagnose that, and we need to then treat that, then that's something that we we basically cast our net over the whole population. And clearly, that's something that's probably not great because you don't want to be told like, why, why would I want to think that I actually have some sort of disease or something wrong with me? You know, I, I don't want to to think that. I don't want to think that I've got the problem of fatigue. Instead, it's just like 
yeah, I get a bit tired sometimes because uh, I was at work or because I worked out or because I didn't sleep great last night. You know, that's not very sexy. Whereas if we can create it into some sort of problem or diagnosis, then people can sell you a solution. And clearly that's in their interests. So you always have to ask yourself what sort of incentive structure would be in place for someone to come up with this as a label. So if fatigue is a label, why would people be incentivized to come up with that label? And if it's the case that this is a diagnosis that we have a treatment for because we have a supplement, then I would be less inclined to say that that's a, a company or business or source of information that I'd be likely to trust because this is often what happens where, you know, you go onto a supplement company's website, you read their articles and when you read their articles, they've got a list of all the different problems and then all their supplements will be linked. And in some cases that might be really useful. It might be the case that this supplement actually is genuinely useful for this problem and they've helped you to identify the problem and boom, sorted. But a lot of the time when you're talking about these non-specific complaints, like feeling bloated after a meal, you know, all of us feel a bit bloated, bloated after a meal, especially if it's a large meal. And you know, if you were a bit stressed or you didn't sleep well, that sensation might be changed. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have some sort of gastrointestinal disease that requires treatment, just like you don't have some sort of neurological disease if you struggle to concentrate for long periods of time. Um, so that's one of my concerns is that kind of over-medicalization of everyday life through the listing of vague symptoms and also the to some degree you could say exploitation by trying to sell you solutions for problems that aren't necessarily problems you know so if someone's selling you a solution i'd be i would want to know that they didn't also create the problem you know what do you think patty would you this agree is true on like social media this day and age anyway um with the, the whole fitness industry that like people will literally be like do you struggle with your, your mindset? Do you, uh, like, I, I can work on that for you. I can really help you build your mindset so that you love your body and all that kind of stuff, right? And like, you literally just, like, you just created a problem and then you just yeah. gave the solution. Same with like this bloating stuff. It's like, oh, you have digestive issues. I, I work with loads of people with digestive issues because they're talking, they're categorizing digestive issues as a little bit of bloating, you know? Yeah. Like I work with, all my clients have it and we sort it all out. Like, Okay, um, that's just incorrect. But you know, you'll, you'll see people do that where it's like, oh, digestive issues. I, I know how to sort all of those out. You know, uh, I, I help all my clients with that. Or you know, they really struggle with uh, weight loss, and uh, I have this uh, secret, super secret plan that you know I can I can use, and you know, I'll get, I'll, I'll achieve the results that you want. You know, they're basically identifying problems that are across the entire population. They're not really problems; they're just an experience of you know, everyday life. Like everyone struggles with weight loss in an environment that is, you know, hypercaloric in nature, right? You know, obviously there are individuals that don't really struggle with weight loss because, you know, they are better able to manage their caloric intake and whatever else. Um, but for the vast majority of people, it's like, yeah, okay, like food is nice. So yeah, like uh, we're all struggling here. Um, I'd love to be able to go eat a rack of ribs every single day. Um, but, you know, calorically, that's a, it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I've nothing really else to add on top of what you're, you, you said. I'm just naming things that people say because it's, it's actually reckless that people do it. They just name something random. That's like, this is a normal human experience and I've got a cure for it. You know, there's literally no difference than these different than these snake oil salesmen that used to go around like fucking, you know, West in America. Or it's like, Oh, you have a fatigue or you have this, take my elixir or take my potion or whatever. You know, it's just, it does nothing, you know, or potentially it's even dangerous. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. And I mean, like, it's it's it actually it's it's kind of easy to make it sound like this is these are just quacks. You know, all these people are just quacks. But I mean, what you have to realize is that these incentives are in place in every industry you know and, and it's important to kind of look within as well and say okay are, are we just standing up for people who are the scientific people and we're going against the pseudoscientific people no that's not true because what it also happens you know in notoriously in the, in the pharmaceutical industry you know there are cases where you know pharmaceutical companies again it doesn't mean that you label the whole of medicine as bad or drugs as bad but there are cases where pharmaceutical companies are clearly acting in their own um, acting in their own in- interest and in that they want to you know find a specific uh, problem and a solution for that problem and that their study design and the way that they go about about their business to develop a drug might actually be based on, you know, in incentives that we probably shouldn't um, be rewarding if we wanted people to just purely get the best health, you know, and that, that was literally all we were looking for. So there are, there are things like that, you know, there are in- incentives in place in, in lots of different disciplines. And I think being aware of it just is, is, is a good way of living. You know, I mean, it's also something that you see in relation to the kind of, psychological aspect of nutrition i think is notorious for this in some sense because what you'll have is some people who are involved in psychology side of things and they'll start to pathologize things that you kind of step back and you're like i don't know is is this something that is really pathological so for example like i'm i'm using the extreme examples because i actually have a lot of respect for a lot of people who do um, psychology within the sphere of nutrition it's really important but there are some examples of people who will take it a step further and they'll say things like um the desire to improve your body or lose body fat that that that's something that we need to pathologize like that's something that you're actually suffering with as a result of living in a capitalist society and it's like whoa wh- wh- where'd that come out of like you know how did you how did you manage to create that like you're giving this person a label now and you're saying that that is within the framework of disordered eating so that's something that i kind of get concerned about sometimes when i see that stuff because i think if you pathologize the fact that people just want to maybe track their nutrition or people want to you know lose a bit of body fat or improve their health or whatever i think as we begin to pathologize that i think that's probably not the best approach because again we just end up pathologizing everyday life now that that's absolutely not to say that the that we should that there are pathological elements to some of the eating habits that are adopted by people who really want to change their physique, for example, you know, sometimes, especially in bodybuilders, there are clearly elements of, of how they approach their food that are pathological. And clearly like body dysmorphia is something that you should be concerned with in some cases, because you have people who are seven, 8% body fat and they think they're, they're fat and they're like, you know, I need, I need to keep losing weight. Um, so basically my, my reason for pointing out that kind of example at the extremes is because there's these incentives clearly are wide reaching. So if you were, let's say a psychologist who's working on disordered eating and you have a private practice and you get a lot of people who are, you know, tracking their nutrition or whatever, there's an incentive structure in place there for you to start saying things like, uh, Oh, you know, if you, if you're having the desire to lose weight, like that's actually, that's not something that's healthy. You should come to me and we'll help you kind of get rid of that, you know? So that's one example, you know? Um, And again, just like we said about the pharmaceutical industry, it doesn't mean that you actually say that, all of these things are inherently bad because, and, it, and it's the exact same when it comes to fatigue and tiredness, because someone could say, um, here are actually five tips for improving your sleep. If you're struggling with tiredness, here are some of the symptoms of sleep deprivation. Okay. There's, there's some incentive in place there for them to provide you with the information because you're on their site and you're going to click and you might, you know, you scroll on the triage pay, pay the triage website and you get an ad and it's like, boom, 
right? You know, we there's some sort of um, incentive structure in place there for us to get you to the website so that you can click on these different things. And, you know, obviously there's an incentive structure there. But what I would say is that you have to be able to deal with a spectrum here and that there's a spectrum of people who are, you know, acting within a certain incentive structure to provide you with information um, and products that are genuinely useful for problems that are clearly very significant in your life. And then there's the other side of the spectrum where the same thing is happening, but it's kind of everyday problems that you may not have thought of as ever being a problem if they had not told you it was a problem. So that for me is how I try to differentiate those things is, am I just worrying about something now because someone told me that I have to worry about it and now I have to change it? Or am I worrying about something because it's actually something that's really affecting my life and I've actually sought out a solution? Do you think that's a, a useful way of starting to think about this? Yeah, 100%. I, I, obviously, to a degree, we're, we're kind of just giving out a bit of marketing. <laughs> or, uh, Tear it all down. Awful. Um, but obviously, it can be done correctly. And yeah, for sure. You're actually selling people stuff that they need. We're not just going into this like consumerism cult um, and we're yep. also not just selling people stuff to take their money and not actually providing something that is of actual true value you know mm-hmm. again you can be like oh well they felt like they were getting value but realistically like you're telling someone that you can cure their digestive issues and you have literally no qualifications to do that and all your interventions are just not actually curing digestive issues or you are pathologizing digestive like normal digestive processes into digestive issues it's like you're both creating the problem and you're not actually providing a solution to any real problems you know like you it basically is like that the quackery you know and and obviously again like there are like hyperbole there is rather there is hyperbole in the uh any marketing schemes because you know you want to you want to differentiate yourself from the market. You want to be like, well, my thing is 10% better than this other, you know, competitor or whatever. So obviously that is, you know, ever present, but it's not really, we're not really talking about that per se. It's more so people making false claims about normal issues. You know, like yeah. do you get tired when you're walking. Like, okay, well that's, if I walk for four hours, I'm going to get tired. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, like you can't just pathologize normal everyday experiences and then sell a solution. Like you, well, you can, but it is effectively just Yeah, 100%. I mean, like really what we're saying is that like you, you have to be able to try to identify when things are not in your interests without just saying, let's tear down the whole system. You know, because neither of us would be in favor of arguing for that. Like neither of us are going to turn around and say that, all right, you know, pharma, pharmaceutical companies, they should actually do everything for free. You know, it's like, well, you know, maybe, maybe not. No, it's probably not the best approach. But basically what we're saying is that, you know, these incentives are things that you have to weigh up. You know, Patty says that in many of the podcasts, when you're starting to talk about anything, uh, ask yourself, what incentives does that put in place? And that's clearly something that's important here. So that's the reason we brought up the the general examples that maybe are less clear cut and probably in your interest are because it would be hypocritical of us as a business that's trying to sell you things to give out about other businesses without recognizing how those incentives also um, apply to us. So, you know, you can say it's, it's related to business ethics or whatever, but ultimately what we want you to be able to do is to live the highest quality of life that you possibly can. And if someone is 
beginning to tell you that there are problems with the way that you are living your life, even though you never identified those things as problems before, and you're actually, you know, pretty satisfied with your quality of life. That's when I start to consider those things um, being, they're worth bringing to your attention there, you know, Um, because if some, like if a pharmaceutical company came out and started telling everyone that they should take uh, 20 different pills because um, of, let's say, using their phone too often, you know, saying that using your phone is something that's, that's pathology or using your laptop or using certain words or something like that, you know, that these things we started to create pathologies out of, that would clearly be a problem. And in this case, in, in the fitness and health sphere, it really is those typically kind of naturopathic type pra- practitioners or functional medicine people. Like it's not, it's not all of them, but it, it is a classical thing that they'll basically identify vague problems that's basically the, the, the solution is to vague, identify <clears throat> fake problems, explain reason for that problem existing, and then create solution to fill that gap. That's the framework that's often used. It's absolutely like so reproducible when you go into, if you go onto any website, go onto Mercola or any of those websites, and you'll start to see these things start emerging. You know, if you were to watch Dr. Oz's show, you'd, you'd see these things coming up time and time again. The same people coming on with the same problems, you know, fatigue, uh, struggling to lose weight, tiredness, et cetera. And there's basically 2000 different solutions for these problems, depending on what company you go to. So, so yeah. Also, again, it permeates like completely different industries. Like, again, you can look at industries like, or, or claims like, would you like to make more money? Who the fuck wouldn't want to make more money? <laughs> of course. <laughs> so they're like, would you like to make more money? Here's my product that will allow you to do that. Or here's my service that will allow you to do that. It's like, it's the easiest way to sell it. You, know, you just make this claim or problem that everyone either wants or has and then be like i have the solution for it like yeah. it would actually be pretty easy to do something like for for busy executives who travel regularly around around uh, different countries we could actually create a product called the jet lag solution and it would just be a little supplement and what we would do is we'd identify differences in nutrient status between people who do and don't get jet lag and then we create a supplement for that the jet lag solution and millions you don't even need to actually measure the differences you just be like in the clients that i have previously yeah worked, <laughs> this uh, this is the case and you don't actually have to do, ever have to provide information about it might just drop out no to be honest and we just work on that what do you think to be honest I'll probably put this up and we'll probably get you know, hit with a lawsuit <laughs> because someone will be like, that's actually my solution. <laughs> oh, but anyway, yeah, we don't need to say too much more about this. The only reason we wanted to have this podcast is just to get to basically just put it out there so that when people, you know, say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm feeling tired. I came across this article that said I can fix my tiredness with this supplement that I can just kind of send them this um, because it is pervasive guys. It is really like if you, especially in those, um, whether you might just turn them off, but when you go on certain websites, you'll see down the end of the page or on the sides of the page, you know, you'll see ads being like, are you tired? You know, there's, a, there's, there's all websites or there's all advertisements. I was even in was in Dublin train station in Houston last week. And it was an advertisement for like a multivitamin. And it was like, are you feeling tired every day? Beat tiredness with this, you know, and it might actually play a role, you know, it might actually help. But the vast majority of the time when you're reading these things, it's like, yeah, tiredness, fatigue, et cetera. They're just low barriers of entry that you're going to catch a, a ridiculous amount of people. Like you're not going to put up an ad on, I don't know, bodybuilding.com on the side of the page to say, do you have a blue 
um, blue rash um, on your left ankle, this could be due to X. Let's take the supplement because you don't catch many people doing that. You know what's That's not a useful way to sell a supplement. Um, so yeah. And I'll sell that's them, that. them to a captivated audience. Like again, like you see it on like porn sites and stuff and like you know, single girls in your area want to meet you. I'm you see it on porn sites. Have you been on porn sites? Incorrect. I'm saying Jesus. other people see it on porn sites because I think that is degenerate behavior. But I, I agree. A, I'm a right wing extremist apparently. But anyway, um, <clears throat> the uh, you see it stuff like that. Or like, you know, are you uh, struggling with your confidence? You know, meet single women, or you know, you grow your penis uh, 12 inches uh, with this one supplement. Like, it's so easy. Like you could. Why would you want that? I mean, you want a little micro one. The opposite uh, of what. <laughs> But anyway, um, you know what I mean? Like it's very easy yeah. to sell to a captivated audience. So all you have to do is captivate your audience and, you know, come to some generalized struggles and some, you know, oh, very ill-defined, you know, oh, this is something that everyone has. But uh, you know who only has the solution? Me. So what you're saying is we should tear it all down, seize the means of production, and this would all be gone? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Go on. Let's go. It's anyway. worked out really well. Anyway, right, guys, that's enough because we're actually just going to end up talking about ridiculous stuff. We keep going. Um, this podcast was the Q&A edition, uh, answering your question about fatigue, bloatness, bloatness, <laughs> tiredness, etc. Um, and hopefully it gives you some insight into maybe some of the um, perverse incentives in place when people are trying to sell you things in the health and fitness industry. Um, and hopefully you can start to work around that. And at least just ask yourself the question, is this in my interest? Either having a certain label or a solution for having that particular label. You know, is it in your interest? If not, maybe save your money. If so, by all means, go ahead. So if you're interested in following our work, you can subscribe to the Triage Method newsletter below. Uh, you can also join the Triage Method community, which is our free Facebook group. You can also pre-register your interest for the Coaches Corner, which is an upcoming service for personal trainers and interested trainees. And if you'd like to pre-register your interest, there's a link below. You'll be joined to an email list. There's no commitment, nothing involved. You're not going to get 20 emails from us or anything like that, but you will get a significant discount upon launch. So that will be worth your while. Um, we do also have online coaching spaces available. It is, uh, the gyms are now reopened. In Ireland, I know that's not the same in all countries, but for Irish listeners, uh, maybe you're getting back in the gym and you want to get on the path and we do have online coaching spaces available. So feel free to get in touch. Um, and other than that, just subscribe to the YouTube channel, leave a, a like on the podcast or follow the podcast or whatever, um, share it on your social media. That will be fantastic. Maybe you just think we're idiots and this was a stupid topic. Please share on your social media and say, ha, listen to these boils, ridiculous. Um, and like the Instagram, like the Facebook and subscribe to the all YouTube. And that's about everything that you need to do. 100%, I have nothing else to add. So uh, enjoy. <laughs>